everybody, and welcome to the very first interview on the Shine a Light podcast. I am so excited um, that you're listening. This episode is with my friend Kristen Perez, who I met uh, through the gym, which you'll hear all about. And this was, again, my very first interview. So it was my first real chance at editing with an actual live human being and not just me uh, talking to myself and practicing editing in my bedroom, which I definitely did multiple times. So um, there's a few times where it clips or it cuts off too short. I'm getting better. I think you'll find in future episodes that that portion of it is better. The audio is not always great, but um, the actual editing is a little bit better. Anyway, uh, that being said, I just wanted to make a note of that. And then there is one point in the interview where uh, there's like a drastic change of subject and it's when Kristen's talking about sunsets. My question to her got cut off and it was um, how does she keep the memory of her mom alive? So just want to make a note of that when you're listening and I hope you enjoy. Uh, Remember to reach out on Facebook or Instagram at Shine a Light Podcast if you have questions. Thanks so much. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shine a Light podcast. My name is Megan Landry, and I am here with my first guest ever, Kristen Perez. So, Kristen, why don't you introduce yourself for everybody? I'm Kristen Perez. I am a mom of twins. Um, I'm also a middle school math teacher, a fitness coach, and instructor. Yeah, and that's how we met. Yes. You were, and still are, teaching classes at the Y, and I took a class with you, and I no longer go to the Y, but I always really enjoyed my kickboxing, turbo kick yes. classes with you. Yes. And Pyle, although Pyle wasn't my favorite, I did it just yes. for you. Yeah. <laughs> so what exactly do you want to shine a light on today? There's a couple of different things I know, but. Right. Yeah. So I think just living as a working mom mm-hmm. and trying to find a balance between being a mom, being a wife, and being things that like fill me up as, you know, as a person. Um, and obviously working outside the home, but having time for things inside the home and for taking time for myself Mm -hmm. and my own sanity. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So you are a mom to twins. Yes. (laughs) And so I really wanted to talk to you because I, I was thinking, I don't think I know anybody else who has twins. So I'm just curious, like what that's like. So when you first found out you were going to have twins, what was your first reaction? be honest kind of to go back I never knew if I could even get pregnant okay um I was on birth control for many many years just to even regulate my cycle mm-hmm. so when my husband and I decided that we wanted to try I went to the doctor and he's like okay we'll just you know get after birth control and just see um so anyways fast forward months later um got pregnant and went in and I I guess I think that when you go in you just go pee in a cup yeah. And they're going to say, I wouldn't know any different. Or not. Like, <laughs> no. I think that's what my sister, like, I don't know. Yeah. So my husband wasn't there. Like, I just thought you'd go and confirm you're pregnant and you'd go back. Like, this was all new to me. Right. Um, and I, he did an ultrasound. I'm guessing that's just normal for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and his first comment was, I have a lot going on in there. And I was like, he said, you have a lot going on in there. And I said, what does that mean? <laughs> I, I don't think that's yeah, a I don't, normal. I don't know that that's what you want to hear when. <laughs> no, it's not a normal when response. So you're pregnant. <laughs> he turned the screen and you see two little things there and um, two little movements. I mean, I was like only six weeks. Um, but my sister actually also had, um, when she went in for her second pregnancy, two sacks, but only one was had a baby in it. So okay. they call it a disappearing twin. Okay. Um, so we could see something in both of them, but he said it was so early, you know, just come back in a few weeks and we'll confirm it. So went back in a few weeks later, I brought my husband that time yeah. <laughs> um, and it was confirmed twins. Wow. So And twins, do they run in your family? Because if your sister, no, no. wow. Not at all, no. Um, what was your biggest fear you had like going into being a mom with twins? Obviously you were a little shocked. So I was a little shocked. And yeah. to be honest, a, a little bit of it was money. Yeah. Um, I think that because you have every, both of them doing the same thing at the same time. So they right. can't exactly have hand-me-down clothes or they can't we have to have two cribs we have to have two, two car seats yeah. right like you can't just you know have a baby a couple of years later and have them use the same things the first one did so right. um that kind of was a little bit of a panic um and then just like how do I make this work like double daycare and you know like all that yeah. stuff's expensive mm-hmm. so that was a little bit of a fear but um just how do you do it all mm-hmm. you know like I'm still working 
to have money. <laughs> right. Kids, but then you have right. daycare, like just finding that balance of, yeah. how am I going to do this? You're also a teacher. So like, I imagine that that was stressful too, because yeah. you can't be home with the kids. Right. You can't like work from home when you're a right. teacher. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And the only okay. benefit, well, I shouldn't say the only, but I guess timing helped that I had them in March. So I had my time at the end of the school year, mm-hmm. I went back for like a week and then I had the summer off. Okay. So there's a little bit of a, you know, I had a little bit of extra time. Yeah. Um, going into it. So that yeah. kind of helped with adjustments. Okay. What surprised you the most about your twins or continues to surprise you as they're getting older? Cause they're six, seven, they're seven, seven. eight, March. Oh my. Oh my. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, and to be honest, you know, like I didn't really know anyone else twins either. I think I look back and twins were like in school, there was a couple kids that were twins, but like mm-hmm. I was never friends with them, you right. know, to really know what that was like. And just seeing how they're like connected, like yeah. attached to the hips sometimes. It was just kind of cool. You know, they always had a, built-in best friend. Yeah. They always have someone to talk to, but then like realizing that certain things that I don't see with other people that have kids that I have to like teach my kids to do. So like talking, you know, like they had their own like twin talks, so they were speech delayed. So of course I had like the stress of I'm a teacher. Like how can my kids have anything wrong? I'm a teacher, yeah. you know? And, um, they always say, talk to them and like, I'm talking, I'm doing all this stuff, but they just had that bond that they didn't need to, always talk, you know? Right. Um, and then also me just trying to get like all the things done. Um, I would always do things ahead of time just so that I could maybe like sit down. So like I would just get them more food naturally without having them ask for more because I want to sit down and eat too, you know? Mm -hmm. So some of those things that's kind of like, Oh my gosh. But, um, but then also having to make friends, Mm -hmm. you know, I always see like lean on each other. Right. They have friends or, you know, I see play dates and they do all this and I'm like, my kid's are just friends with each other. Are just friends with yeah. each other. Yeah. So like in kindergarten, they came home one time and they said, this kid was bothering us on the playground. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like mm-hmm. no one can bother my kid. And after like asking them more, this kid just wanted to play with them. And I'm like, uh-huh. but honey, you, you know, like you like soccer. You have to have friends to play soccer. So like each day I'd say, who would you play with that wasn't your brother? And yeah. they're in separate classes yeah. already, but just like letting them know that like, you need a friend, but they've mm-hmm. always had each other and they've never, um, needed to actively seek a friend because they right. just had one. So that, like was... that might change as they get older. Like, yeah. I'm just wondering as they get into teen, like they'll probably have different interests soon. I'm assuming. <laughs> you know, and right now I was actually even talking, um, to my husband about like, what do we do about like sports? Mm-hmm. So they both really like soccer. That's cool. But like one of them is just naturally better. So I want the yeah. other one to do things that he can be good at without the competition um, they were in the same class in preschool, and then the teacher actually suggested separating them because okay. they're just super competitive. Um, and one of them is just naturally better at some things than the other one. Mm-hmm. So the other one really works really, really hard, and he's like building it up. And there's some things he likes now, but I say, "Oh, do you want to do that?" No, because yeah. the other one doesn't have that interest. So really, just trying to like not force them to do something on their own, but like having different days that we each take a kid mm-hmm. and go do something with yeah. them because they're just date. so yeah. used to each other. Right. And they like most of the same things. So hoping we can kind of like pull yeah. some other things. And it's starting to come. And, you know, one of them was talking about their friends at school and they're not friends with the other one. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool seeing them like find a friend. Yeah. Are their <laughs> personalities different too? Like is one more quiet than the other one? Yes, okay. for sure. So the okay. one one is more quiet. And even in kindergarten, the one teacher said that he plays really well on his own, but mm-hmm. she wants him to play with other kids. And he will, but he yeah. just likes to play on his own. So he's yeah. the one at home that like, you will just see playing by himself with right. his toys. And the other one's like, mommy, what should I do? I'm like, I don't just yeah. find, you know, like you don't need me. Right. Um, so one is definitely more quiet, but he's also more independent, okay. which is a good thing. Yeah. And the other one I think always needs to be doing something. Yeah. Um, he's the more active one, like always wants to play sports. And, okay. Um, so they are kind of branching. Yeah. Out so a little bit. do you feel pressure to be a super mom? And I'm asking that because I just like on Instagram and stuff, just <laughs> see all this like pressure to like do it all. So do you feel pressure either from like comparing yourself to other moms or from yourself or like, do you feel that kind of pressure to be doing I, it all? To be honest, I feel like I put that pressure on myself. On yourself. Okay. Um, I'm type A, a little need to have things done a mm-hmm. certain way. Um, so I really, to be honest, I don't feel that pressure at all. And when people say, I don't know how you do it all, you know, like that kind of makes me sad because mm. number one, I don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, not to do all the things, but as far as like, I don't know how you do it with twins. Like you don't, I don't have just one and I'm yeah. not saying that like to be mean, but like, no. I don't know what it's like to have one kid. Right. So to me, this is my normal. 
Um, but I also am like the very like task oriented person that has mm-hmm. to have these things done. So I feel like I put that pressure on to make sure things are done and to make sure their lunches are ready and to make sure they have their snack in their bags and like before and their books and like that mental list of things yeah. going on. So if anything, it's my own, I think just for my personality, I probably yeah. would do it with just one right. or, you know, right. multiple kids or whatever, yeah. but I think it's just okay me in general, more yeah. of the twin part. Um, is there advice you'd give to somebody else having twins or like someone maybe who's pregnant right now with twins who's freaking out a little bit? Yeah. (laughs) Is there advice that you would give? Don't go online. (laughs) That is great advice in general. I'm actually writing that down. Don't Google things. You know, I, I have friends who need to hear that. I'm not going to call them out, but (laughs) they definitely need to hear that. And I won't lie because I also am a highly anxious person. And when I have like a new symptom, I go online and think that I'm dying. You know, yeah, like, yeah. so I mean, I, who am I to say don't Google? But like, there back when I was pregnant, there was a lot of message boards, and mm-hmm. you know, like I would get on the message board and read things, and you know, twins in general are high risk. Um, I oh. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew it was different, you know, but I didn't really understand like all the things. I had a very knock on wood for any other twin mom listening, a very um, easy pregnancy. Okay. Um, I remember when my doctor says pregnant with twins, or I potentially was, um, that I could get very sick. Um, morning sickness would be double because of double hormone. And, you know, I didn't have the health scare. I didn't have preeclampsia. I didn't have like, you know, right. early contractions and stuff. But then I also think that there's a lot of stuff out there that it's good to be knowledgeable, but not like you can go down that rabbit hole of, yes. of things. Um, yeah. and there's a lot of things and people like have very if, strong opinions. So like yeah. I have friends who just have one kid, but even that people are like, here's what you should do about pumping or breastfeeding yeah. or here's yeah. what you should do about vaccine. Yeah. Like we, we need to get into that yeah. conversation. Right. Right. But I just feel like there's a lot of like, here's how I think you should do it. And then people are like, well, I'm not doing it that way. Am I doing it wrong? I right. feel like there's a right. lot of that. Pressure. There's so much. And I think if you go in there kind of like with an open mind of like, these are options. Like I remember going on there and finding out there was a hands-free pumping bra that I could use. And I was like, dude, I can cook and pump at the same I can drive and pump. Like those were lifesavers, mm-hmm. but like the mom that was on bed rest and, Oh, you can't exercise. And I was like, well, shoot, I'm walking my dog every day. And I'm, you know, oh, so like, yeah, should I not do this? And my doctor doesn't say, you know, so like you, you doubt yourself a little bit. So I yeah. think like going in there with an open mind of learning, but not like comparing yourself to other, I mean, yeah. no pregnancy is the same, let alone a twin pregnancy, right. but there's a lot more like scary things I think with the twin pregnancy. Okay. Um, or triplet, or multiples right. in general that yeah. could scare people. Yeah. Um, so don't Google things. That's what we're Google telling things. you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I kind of want to transition to wellness because that is a huge part of your life. Mm-hmm. Anybody who follows you, I think, on yeah. Instagram and Facebook knows <laughs> yes. that. And um, I think it's awesome. You're very empowering for other people too to get their wellness and to take a look at what they're doing. So, at what point did that become a priority? Has it always been a priority, or was it after? No. You had the boys? Um, so I exercise. I was never an athlete. Okay. Um, I was on palms, and I'm not saying that that's not a sport because I know it was a whole, like, <laughs> cheerleading, dancing, whatever, but um, that was my, you know, high school kind of thing. Um, kept me active, but I could eat whatever I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, like it wasn't a big deal. In college, I worked out a few times to be able to go home and eat the chips or the ice cream, so okay. I had a very skewed idea of, yeah. like, what that meant. Um, and then even, you know, I, I ran because I had friends that ran kind of thing. I ran a half marathon, didn't love it. I mean, it was a thing, you know, like I just, whatever. So after having the kids, I mean, I lost weight, my pregnancy weight for the most part, just naturally through pumping and whatever. Um, but then I, there were three, we don't have sidewalks where we live and they got bikes for their birthday and they're just the balance bikes. I mean, you can't go super fast and whatever, but we were going around and I could not keep up with them. Like I'm running. It's like a jog because they're not going fast. But then as they got more used to, I was like, I can't keep up with my kid. And oh my gosh, they're mm-hmm. going to go this way. And one's going to go this way. And here come yeah. And they were three. And I was like, my gosh, they're only three. How am I going to keep up with them when they get faster and yeah. busier and they're boys and they like to move and oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, um, and really before I should go back before I had kids, I was, I would go to lifetime. I had membership and I would go in the morning and you know, like I did it, but like, Again, kind of had the skewed calorie counting and what do I have to do to, you know, whatever. Um, But then after the kids, I couldn't get to the gym. And at the time, my mom was watching them. So, like, the idea of going to the gym in the morning Mm -hmm. wasn't going to happen because then I'd have to come home and get the kids to take them to my mom's house. So, like, that just wasn't working. So, I have a friend from college. We were roommates that posted something about these in-home workouts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
okay, so you infomercials about them. And right. we're so, um, it was actually around Valentine's Day the following year. So, like, this is after the summer of the kids. Okay. On the bikes and me, yeah. like, struggling to keep up. And then they were active at the splash, like, in the summer. And I had a cover-up on because I didn't feel good, you know? Um, and it was right. I was like, told my husband, I'm like, oh, I should get that. Like, I can do that in the basement. It's 25 minutes. I can totally do this. So, we ordered it. And, you know, I kind of, like... It's cool. You know, mm-hmm. I could do it and I felt better, but like, I wasn't really feeling what I wanted to feel, I guess. Um, and I'd kind of do it some days and kind of not do it some days. And you know, that's just yeah. how life is. And then a friend over the summer talked about these like groups and I was like, what's she talking about? So anyways, reached out to her and, um, she was talking about these like virtual groups on Facebook of people doing these programs. And I was like, Oh, so it's kind of like, you know, having the social aspect of it and accountability and whatever. So I jumped into that and other people were on there mm-hmm. like, hey, I got my workout. And I was like, oh, so this will keep me doing it every day. Right. Um, and then there's a nutrition component to it, which I ignored um, the first time. Because I thought if you just work out, that will be enough. And I'm not saying it's not enough. But for changes, it wasn't like yeah, I you needed need to fix my food. I, yeah. I'm a huge sugar addict. I love candy. I can mm-hmm. eat it all day long. Not good. Um, Diet Coke was my friend. Um, in Mike and Ike's and like all the things. So yeah. this really kind of helped me figure out like, oh, I have to eat right. Like that's part of like feeling better too. Yes. It's not just like looking better in the bathing suit. So, um, I do these groups with her and I was like, okay, cool. You know, like I got where I wanted to be before I went back to work. And to be honest, I'm also very, um, cheap and I had kids in daycare. And again, this money mm-hmm. aspect of like, how do I make this work? But I did it over the summer because we weren't paying daycare. Um, and although my mom watched and we still paid her because, she wasn't working and it was just, you know. Yeah. Um, so then in the, in the fall, they were actually going to daycare because they needed to go into preschool for speech because mm-hmm. they were speech delayed. And so I stopped doing, um, like, the nutrition stuff and whatever because I just didn't think I could afford it, you yeah. know. Um, and then I started seeing my habits coming back and I wasn't in these groups anymore. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I guess that diet cycle of, like, doing something to reach a goal and then I'm good. And then going back and like not really changing the mindset mm-hmm. part of it. Um, so then it was in the new year and you know, everyone does the resolution thing and I'm like, okay, I got to do this. So I did the 25 minute workouts I was doing at home. And then if you kind of, you know, through yeah. the spring and then the summer when I started doing it, um, I did a different program with the nutrition part of it. So over the summer, yeah. probably the two or three months. And even when I went back, people are like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? Yeah. And, but then I kind of stopped doing it because then like, I was working again. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of different in the summer when you have... You have a little bit more time. ...time to do yeah. things and you don't have to bring work home and all that stuff. So um, it kind of transitioned to me not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, going back again. And I'm not, yeah. you know... So I just needed something to, like, keep me accountable for it. Right. Um, so who am I to be a coach? I'm a math teacher. You know, like, <laughs> all that kind of stuff came into it. But she's like, no, you can get the discounts without having to really, like, do anything. Okay. So I was like, okay, cool. And I was still plugged into her groups and everything was good. Um, and then people were asking me what I was doing. And that kind of snowballed into like, oh, do it with me. Like, yeah. hey, the more the merrier. You just kind of naturally you know, just, were inviting people to join you. Right, yeah. right. And then I, you know, my, my friend's like, well, why don't you just like actually ask people to do it mm-hmm. with you, you know? So I started doing that and I'm like, oh, people want to do it. Like, I'm just a mom, mm-hmm. you know, but like trying to figure out how to make it work in like 20 to 30 minutes. I literally left home before the kids were even up. So yeah. I'm not part of their morning routine at all. Um, just because I have to be to work in traffic, driving, right. whatever. By the time they get up, I'm already gone. So then I get home, picking them up from daycare. It's dinner time. Like the idea of going to the gym is not going to happen. The mm-hmm. idea of even for me working out at night when they're like, that's our family time, yeah. you know? And then they go to bed and it's like, Okay, but then you're exhausted. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Yeah, like, so just all the different things happening. So this just worked for me. Um, and then just get other moms to realize that they can, they don't have to go to the gym. The gym is wonderful. I love the gym. I mm-hmm. teach at the gym. So right. I mean, there's no knocking that, but like for me, it wasn't feasible to do every day. Yeah. And I just knew that like, I needed that consistency of something I could do every yeah. day without those roadblocks. Right. You know, like, and I don't want to call my kids roadblocks, but like, that happening, or I have a meeting after school and I can't do it today, or traffic was bad coming home, so I can't do it. Like it was just something for me mm-hmm. that I could do before anybody else woke up. It worked. Yeah. So um, I have a lot of friends that are moms, and they have said to me like, "Oh, I'd love to 
go to the gym or I'd love to work out more, but I just don't have time. And I've suggested like the at home workout mm-hmm. and a lot of the responses I feel like I get are like, I don't know if that would keep me motivated or mm-hmm. like, I don't know if I think I need other people to keep me motivated. Uh-huh. And I do feel like there's people who need to be at a gym and For people sure. who could do it at home. For sure. Yeah. But what would you tell people to at least like try <laughs> like, or, or how do you stay motivated with it? I mean, I know you kind of just said like, it's part of your daily routine and it's just kind of what you do. I mean, yes. for sure. Yeah. But I think like the group, so I have, and I was in a group and I guess when I started this out, I'm like, so what helped me? Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, social media, people hate it. I get it. Cause there's a lot of stuff on there, but like for me having these groups on social media, they're private groups. It's not like you're everyone's seeing it, but like just having other people that you can show up for mm-hmm. each day. Um, you know, like when I signed up and people asked me to, to do it or to do it with me, they're looking at me now, you know, like, so yeah. like I needed to do it because I needed to show up because it helped other people, yeah. you know, like who am I to say do it with me and then I'm not doing mm-hmm. it. So that was kind of actually more of a push than I realized. My cousin was like, how are you doing this all yeah. the time with everything? I'm like, well, when I invite people to do it with me or people want to do it with me, like I have to do it too. Yeah. So And like post and share that you're doing it so that they know you're really for doing sure. it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, like just the motivation of like seeing other people and them do it, you mm-hmm. know, like people are much busier than me. Like I, you know, I have people who like travel for work and they're not even home right. with their kids and they're in hotels or like everyone that has different situations. Just seeing them do it, um, is motivating too. Mm-hmm. So like even just like having a tribe of other people who are kind of like you, like a lot of people in my group are moms yeah. and you know, many of them are actually teachers and they're like, well, I don't, you know, like we bring work home, we do this, we have families, we do that, you know? So just having that group of people that, that want to do it and find out that you're not alone, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and for some people, they literally need the face to face. So I get it at the gym. Like I I totally agree with that. Um, but I think just having that tribe and I even have like a little, we call it a zoom crew. So even Mm -hmm. like work out, we have a time in the morning that we plug into zoom, which is like a video conferencing thing. And we're all doing our own. Yeah. Like Skype. Um, we're all doing our own workout, but like we can like chat for a few minutes and then we get started. Like, it's hard. So it's like you're in the room with other people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's that accountability. Nice. Like yeah. we show up and we're like, hey, what's up? You know? Right. But just seeing other people doing it. And I think like knowing that you're not alone or like if you're having a bad day, come into the group and like, hey, I'm having a bad day and we, we're there to pick you up. Mm-hmm. You know, like we can't do it for you, obviously. Right. But like when people know that they're not alone or people are like, oh my gosh, I have all these donuts at, at work. To, you know, I can't do this. I don't want all the donuts. I don't want it in yeah. a cave or whatever. Um, and we talk about that, mm-hmm. you know, like finding that balance, but Hey, we, we've got your back. We're right. here for you. You know, like right. just having, because there are some people that, you know, like when I first started, my husband wasn't interested in fitness. He didn't, yeah. not to say he didn't care, but you know, like he wasn't like trying to feel better. Like I was being a mom, mm-hmm. you know, like he just had his own, he was doing his own thing. So when you want to do something and the people around you don't necessarily yeah. have those same goals, like it's nice to know that there are other people who do have those same right. goals. Um, that make it work with their kid playing off in the yeah. corner or during the kid's nap time or before the kids wake up right. or whatever. So it's just kind of nice to see how other people are doing it because it helps remind you that you can do it too. Yeah. So um, as a coach, do you feel like your priorities are like managing the groups and mm-hmm. kind of posting and getting other people to post, helping people like order the products that you guys have, like the shakes or the yeah. workouts? Um, I was trying to think what else are like. So it, th- those are like your big focus areas. How much of your time, I think, mm-hmm. I feel like is spent on the coaching. Oh gosh. It really kind of depends. So I, you know, like as I work, like sometimes at lunch, I kind of like chat right. in the groups, Hey, how's everyone doing? Whatever. Um, and at night, you know, like I kind of fit it into different pockets. Like my husband's the one that gives the kids the bath and yeah. shower at night. So I can kind of plug in. I would say, you know, like where I'm at right now, probably about an hour, hour and a half a day. Okay. So it's um, not like you're like constantly checking things. No. And yeah. I mean, in the morning I get up and I, like, you know, do, your workouts, I do my yeah. thing and I post mm-hmm. at lunchtime at work bearing all emergencies at work, you know, I'll check in. Yeah. And then usually I wait until after the kids are in bed at mm-hmm. night or I'll post my dinner. My kids are always joking about mommy, take a picture of my meal. You know, like yeah. so we do things like that to kind of share. Um, but a lot of it is like, you know, like helping people through everyone's different. Everyone, mm-hmm. I think my biggest thing is like finding resources for people, yeah. like meals that the kids will like too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like how to make it work for them because they give suggested, suggested nutrition plans, but everyone's different. You know, like you can go hardcore and follow the 
program perfectly and get great results. But if you're only going to go back mm -hmm. to what you're eating you're before, yeah. like I was, that was me. Yeah. You know, like I followed it perfectly, lost weight and lost the inches and I felt great, but like it wasn't sustainable. Yeah. Um, so I always tell people too, like, don't expect perfection. Like mm -hmm. I've never followed a program perfectly. Right. Um, it's just not life. Yeah. You know, like, and then people want to wait for the perfect time. There's no perfect time. Yeah. There's no perfect time. No, there's because not. There's always something that comes up. There's always a holiday, a birthday, a um, vacation, yeah. something that comes up, you yeah. know? Um, so really just trying to make it work for their situation. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have 10 minutes a day, I'll hook you up with a program they can do in 10 minutes. If you right. don't have weights at home or you travel a lot and you do it in a hotel room, I can find a program for you that you can do with that. Mm -hmm. um, the nutrition, okay, maybe you eat fast food. Let's work on one meal at a time, yeah. you know? So I think part of that is it like learning from other people too. So even though I am the coach, other people sharing inadvertently like help the other people. Mm -hmm. And um, it helps you remember like tips and tricks. That other people right. Right. Yeah. They're like, Oh, I have this. I'm like, Oh yeah. Great idea. Like, Hey, so-and-so yeah. you could do this yeah. too because yeah. my how many people at any given time are like you coaching? I know it must change because some people may drop off or like a new person hears kind of about your program or whatever. Right. But. And you know, so I have an ongoing group that has probably like 120 150 people in okay. it. Um, I had 150 people in it, but then Facebook like changed things. Like if they're not active in groups, they start removing oh. them. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and I never kick people out of my groups. You know, like if you right. want to be a fly on the wall and maybe I share recipes that you benefit yeah. from, but you're not into the fitness part. Group. <laughs> that's fine. You know, like yeah. no shame. I, some people are good just seeing it, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, and then I have more monthly groups where are more like, I don't want to say exclusive, but like the people who want that daily accountability. Yeah. So in my general group, I'll share just random things, mm -hmm. you know, my meal plan, meal prepping tips or my workouts or just motivation. Yeah. Um, things that people can do at home, like a quick 10 minute yoga thing in the morning or something. Um, but then I have other groups for people who are actually following the programs that want more support. Not saying I can't support a runner, but I'm not a runner. Right. You know, like I don't know a good running plan and I don't know how to match nutrition to running. Yeah. Um, but I do know these in-home programs mm -hmm. and I am, you know, connected with the trainers that share with us how to help people too. Okay. Um, so that's another part of the time, like checking with the trainers and mm. checking it. Like we get, are given a ton of training that we can take to kind of help people through what they need to. Yeah. That's one thing I've really noticed about your program is that they really spend a lot of time, like making sure you feel comfortable yeah. and you know what you're doing. Right. And I know you've right. gone on like some trips and yeah. met yeah. up with other coaches. So yeah. I think that's yeah. really cool. Do you feel like there's misconceptions about being a wellness coach or like, do you hear I things do. sometimes? Yeah. I do. Yeah. First of all, like, who are you? You're a math teacher <laughs> kind of thing. And I think what's important that like being a coach is not about, I'm not creating plans for people. Mm -hmm. I'm not a trainer. I you know I teach classes at the gym, but I've also been trained separately in that. So it's, yeah. my coaching has not gotten me to teaching at the gym. That's a totally separate training. Um, but coaching is just supporting people, mm -hmm. you know, like it's just helping other people because I know I'm not the only mom who wants to be able to keep up with their kids. You know, I'm right. not the only mom that like, and I know there's the whole skepticism of like, you know, feeling good in your skin. And I'm not saying like having a six pack, but just like feeling comfortable in yes. in your skin and feeling the energy and the confidence mm -hmm. more so than how you look. Right. So, you know, the whole looks part can be part of your transformation. I won't lie. That's what I got into it for, but I stay into it because it makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I stay in it because it helps my freaking anxiety. Right. You know, like yes. it helps the stress in my life and like figuring out all those things. So I think that being a coach has nothing to do with like creating anything. Mm -hmm. And it's just really me sharing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I meal plan. There's no like meal planning guide. There's no meal prep guide. This is what I do as a working mom so that I'm not in the kitchen a lot when I get home. Um, I'm not like a big cook by any means, but like I also have kids that need to eat and I'm mm -hmm. not like a short order cook to cook something for them and cook something healthy for me and something for me, you know. So like just trying to figure out how to make it all work. Yeah. And I'm just sharing that. Like if people want to take it, sweet. If you don't, Have no you problem. gotten any comments? And I'm only asking that because when I was doing my weight loss journey, I did get one person who was like, nobody cares. <laughs> she mm -hmm. pretty much flat out said mm -hmm. that. So do you get comments like that where people are like, I'm going to unfollow? Like, do you ever have to follow? Oh, people unfollow me all the time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at first I'm kind of like, oh. But I, I realized too, like, it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. Right? Like some people are so anti MLMs, you know, yeah. like I literally have friends who 
are like, oh my gosh, no, you can unfriend me, that's a pyramid scheme, that's this and that, and I'm not even going to get into that, because that's a whole different conversation, but like, okay, like, Mm -hmm. I, I'm just someone that's just trying to help other people, if you don't want the help, like, if you are turned off by things I share, I have no problem yeah. And that took me a long time. Like, at first I wanted to help everybody and I wanted yeah. everyone to do it with me because I felt good. But, like, other people do things that make them feel mm-hmm. good. That's cool. Like, I'm not going to knock them. But there's also that unfollow button. Unfriend me. You know, like. That's where I've gotten to. Like, it's yeah. also kind of weird, though, at the same time when people are saying, oh, I am so inspired by you. And I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, because I'm just a mom. You know, like, people will say, oh, my gosh, you are so blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but I'm not. You know, like, I'm just a normal, well, normal's relative, right? But, like, I'm no one special. You know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not. I think it's because you you post every day your video, your workouts mm-hmm. in the morning. I do think that might give people a kind of kick in the butt of, like, oh, I should go to do my yeah. workout. Well, and that's the yes. thing, too. I don't want them to feel guilty. Like, I no, actually, I know. Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, I did have one person, one woman comment saying, I couldn't follow you anymore because it made me feel bad oh. that I wasn't doing it. Oh, and I felt That's something I wouldn't have thought of, but because I was like, "That's so not no, my it's not intention." No, not at all. And I don't think um, anybody thinks it's your intention, right? And yeah. I'm not saying you have to do this or you have to do that, but like, ooh, that so that kind of felt like made me sad. Yeah. Um. But again, like I can't control anyone else's feelings. Yeah. You know, like yes, I'm not here to make anyone feel bad about themselves, or I'm not here to say, you know, like just because I'm working on a six-pack, so should you. Or, you know, yeah. like, all that kind of stuff, yeah. too. Because people are like, oh, my gosh, I want your abs. I'm like, okay, maybe I should cover them up. Oh. Because I don't want people to Yeah, to but I found, as somebody, as somebody who follows your posts, I what I like about your posts is I don't feel like you focus on weight at all. You're not like, you need to look like this, or right. you need to have this body. I feel like you focus on this will make you feel better, and this is healthy, and these smoothie bowls are amazing, and they're great protein. Yeah, like, you, right, give, right. you give tips on, like, health, not looks or weight right. or like get a six pack right. or get bikini body ready. Like I don't right. feel like you ever say stuff like that. Also kind of circling back to anxiety. You're very real. You're not mm-hmm. always like my life is great and I'm balancing everything. You're like, <laughs> you're like, I'm having a really bad day. My right. anxiety is really bad. Right. Or like one of the kids did this today right. or school was really hard. Like you post that stuff too. You're not all like, look at all the great stuff I'm doing all the right. time. Right. You're pretty real. So did that kind of come naturally? Were you like, I'm no. going to be real. Okay. And that was also the thing too. It's like, you know, like I want to let other moms know that they can do it too. Mm-hmm. And that like 15 or 20 minutes of movement. I don't care if you get on a treadmill. I don't care if you're walking down the stairs. Yeah. Like just movement. And, like, you don't need to be working out at home. Right. Like if you like the gym, great. If you like running, awesome. Yeah. You know, like, find your movement. Yeah. Um, and realize that you, like, every little movement matters. Mm-hmm. Every good eating choice matters. Like, all that stuff. But then people thought, like, oh, it's all perfect. And then everything started happening with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, that really, I was like, well, I can't fake it because people know what's going on in my life. Like, my friends, yeah. you know, not just social media people who might not know that. Yeah. Um, so I had to put that in there at some point. And then people reacted to that. And I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe I should share more because I don't want people to think. And then maybe we're the super mom, like, oh, you do all the things. Like, yeah. I don't want people to think I, I can't handle but it. This all. is easy. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, and it turned into like me being wanting to take care of myself and feel good to me being able to like make it through the day mm-hmm. without like losing my shit. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I get it. Um, So you mentioned your mom, and that is definitely something that I wanted to talk about. So we have tissues, everybody, just in case (laughs) this gets emotional. Um, Kristen's also my very first interview guest, so (laughs) you'll have to bear with us through any audio issues. Um, So your mom had cancer, and we actually, one of the times that I was taking one of your classes, we discovered that they, my, my dad and your mom had similar types of cancer and even the same oncologist that they were seeing. So pretty immediately, I think we felt like, okay, this is somebody who understands what I'm going through. Um, You lost your mom over a year ago now, right? Um, So how, well, you can kind of talk about your relationship with your mom, you know, as she was sick and, but what was your relationship like with your mom? Like you guys were pretty tight. So we were very close. We had uh, my sister and my mom and I always had like scrapbooking days when we got older and and she watched your kids, so she, did. she was very involved. In yes. It. Yeah, my, my grandma, my mom's mom, actually um, passed away four days before I had my boys. Okay, wow. Um, so she literally came from up north down 
the dads delivering the boys. Um, and then after that was just kind of struggling through the loss of her mom. Yeah. Um, not really sudden, but kind of sudden. Um, and then she just couldn't handle like all of that. So she ended up quitting her job. Um, and then it was kind of like, oh my gosh, trying to find a daycare to watch the kids Mm -hmm. and the money and like daycares couldn't keep them on the same schedule, like all that stuff. So my mom's like, I'll watch them, you know? Um, and she lived somewhat close to my, my school. So she would meet me at school. Um, I, we we would meet in the morning and in the parking lot and it was like a thing, you know, we'd get in there, we'd talk a little bit, put the kids in her car and she'd take them and then Mm -hmm. she'd drop them back off and, now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a lot of work. But like, so we saw each other every day, twice mm-hmm. a day, you know? Um, and then even would like call on the way home because we knew traffic got bad. So yeah. we'd get in the car and we'd call on the way home. And it's just like, it was just normal, mm-hmm. you know, like just to see her all the time, even though we didn't live by each other. Yeah. You know, like I know people that live very close to their families and we live like 45 minutes away, but we still see each other, right. you know, every day. So that was, um, and that was just her thing. Like, the kids, she just loved the kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When was she diagnosed? Oh, she was diagnosed. Her telling us was a little different. So, okay. she, oh my gosh, it's 2019, 8, 17, 16. Okay. I hope that's correct. So, 2016, she wasn't watching the boys anymore. And we only had them stop because they were speech delayed and mm-hmm. needed to get services through. Yeah, they were in um, school and, through the yeah. district. So they had to do that, um, and they'd be in the dist- a daycare district so they could get the care or the speech. Um, and I remember my sister and I um, were scrapbooking one day, and we that's what we did. We got together on the weekends. You know, once a month we pick a day and we get together and scrapbook. And to be um, and. That was a Saturday. And then Sunday, she emailed us Sunday night and said, I want to get together next weekend, just you guys, without the kids, because I want to talk to you guys. And we're like, oh my gosh. Like, how do you, how do you deal Did with you that? Did you kind of immediately think something's wrong with her health or was it like... No. Okay. Um, or, or maybe, but like nothing big. Yeah. Um, there was also some things that were going on with... My grandpa, so my dad's dad, um, they'd went up there earlier in the month and there was kind of like a little, I don't say falling out, but so part of me wondered if it was like my grandpa or even though it was my dad's dad, like I, I didn't really know. Um, nothing in my thought went to cancer. Mm -hmm. I thought sick, maybe sick or like something was wrong, but like nothing. Yeah. Major, you know? Um, so we were going to get together that following Saturday or Friday. We didn't make it to that Friday. So Thursday, um, my husband went to ju- goes to jujitsu, so he was gone. I just put the kids to bed, and I come downstairs, and my phone had like all these missed calls from my dad. And I'm like, "What's going on?" So I called him back. Uh, my mom was admitted to the hospital. Oh. And um, long story short, she went to the doctor in January, just a normal doctor. Mm-hmm. She's on anxiety medication. She thought she hurt her back. She's like moving the washer like something's all mm-hmm. behind the washer and she was like why was she moving it whatever but so she so something hurt and something triggered her general doctor to have her get an MRI or something okay um because the things that she was saying she thought she had heartburn she thought all this stuff and they admitted her that Thursday because they found out that it was stage four mm-hmm. and it already spread to her brain mm-hmm. and to, and they wanted to admit her because once it's in the brain mm-hmm. you know um, and they weren't as, not to say they weren't concerned about the lung, but they wanted to make sure they had steroids so there's no inflammation. She had no symptoms of it being in her brain. She wasn't slurring her speech yeah. and all that stuff. So, so my dad was calling basically to say, this is not how we wanted to tell you guys, but yeah. this is what happened. She's in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she was sick for then two years because she passed away in 2018, right? 17. 17. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a year and a half. Okay. Um, of hell. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. you guys don't live super close. Mm-hmm. So it must have been a little bit harder to like be there while she was sick. And I, I know right. your dad did a lot of the like driving right. her to appointments and right. stuff. And my but... sister did too. My sister okay. stayed home. Um, she wasn't working outside okay. the home. So she was able to yeah. also. And then she was, so she has, ra- she had radiation first. They want to take care of the brain first. Um, so she had like two or three weeks of that okay. um, every day. So I think my sister and my dad kind of tag teamed. To be honest, actually, my mom could drive still. Yeah. So she did quite a bit of that. I think it was towards the end of radiation that she's like, I don't think I can drive anymore. And it was like a five-minute appointment. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was – so she was okay then. And then when she started the chemo, it was every three weeks, I think. So I think what happened is my sister 
and I alternated. Mm -hmm. um, it was the end of the school year, so I just took days off as I needed to um, because we knew that in the summer when we had our kids, we wouldn't be able to, to take her. So we're like, okay, Dad, you save up your days. We'll do this yeah. um, now. And then um, she went through her chemo. And it, it, we, I mean, she got really weak. And um, by September, after her first round, they didn't want to do any more because she was so weak. Just kind of hold off a little yeah. bit and just kind of see if she can regain her strength. Okay. And she just... Yeah, she never did. Never did. And through all of that, though, you did continue your workouts mm -hmm. and posting. And I think that's where we talked about that you you got kind of real with, like, yeah. this is not easy. Mm -hmm. And I'm not only a mother, mother to twins and working full time and doing this coaching, but I'm also struggling yes. with my mom being sick. Yeah. So um, when she passed, how, how has that loss, like, impacted you? You don't have anyone to talk to. Mm -hmm. um, even after she stopped watching the kids. I would just call her on the way home just to talk. Um, she lost her hearing. That was one of the side effects. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're dead or any issues mm -hmm. with that. Hearing loss and um, so like talking to her on the phone just was, was hard. Um, it got more frustrating than anything because you're screaming and you don't know if she's okay. Yeah. You and know. then you're like dealing with all these emotions anyway. So you want to yell anyway. And you're like, right. I'm not yelling at you. Right. I'm just right. I'm talking yeah. loud. Can yes. you hear me? Yeah. And then she'd act like she could hear you. And then she was saying things and make whatever. Oh, so, yeah. um, but like the things of, Oh, I need to call her. And, you yeah. know, like it's just the person you talk yes. to, you know, yeah. I mean, it's not like I had some like crazy secrets or anything, but like just someone to like shoot the shit with right. going home. Right. You know, like just that's what you used like, to do every day. Right. Home. And she like yeah. knew half the stuff that was going on at work because yeah. She was up there every day, yeah. you know, like just, just not having that yeah. person. Yeah. And what has helped you to cope? I know you and your sister are pretty close and you yeah. guys get together, so I'm sure that that helps. Um, but what else do you feel like has helped, like, bring some healing? And Not that you're completely healed. I'm not saying that. Yeah, <laughs> no. That's a misconception is that you, like, get over it. Yeah. Or that, like, a week, couple weeks later you're good. Yeah. I think it's harder. Even a year later people are like, oh, they're probably yeah. fine by now. Yeah. And what's weird too is that even the holidays this year were harder than the first holidays. We, we've surprising. been told that actually. My yeah. mom and I went to a grief group and we were told that like the first year you're kind of numb and like yeah, exactly. you just kind of go through it to get yeah. through it. And then the next year you're like, they're really not here. <laughs> like right. it kind of hits you even harder. Right. So. I honestly don't know. I, to be honest, the activity, mm -hmm. finding something. So I said earlier, I'm not a runner. Runner is great for anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I need something intense. Um, you know, I tried doing the yoga thing. It helps a lot of people. It doesn't help me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I need to like punch right. and run like the cold air and like this weather is perfect, mm -hmm. um, for it. And honestly, like doing some of like the guided meditations were kind of helpful too. Like okay. just like being okay and breathing. Um, I didn't go the therapy route, mm -hmm. but not saying that's not going to be my future now, even later. Um, just have to figure out how to navigate that. Right. Um, medication. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. But I'm glad you said that because I feel like people won't, aren't always open about. Right. Sometimes and, you just need medication and it's okay. Yeah. 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 And, but I didn't find one that made me feel good. So okay. it actually made me feel worse. I should say made me feel worse. Like made me feel sleepy yeah. and tired yeah. and feel like Lethargic. not worth it. So yeah. like just even find that balance of like, can I handle this? Can I not handle this? When I can't handle this, what can I do? Um, I feel there, like you don't have a good answer for that. No. I don't know. Like it's. Just I do think. Day. I do think your activity is definitely a for big sure thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and probably your sons help yeah. bring you like some joy too. Yeah. Um, is there something that you wish people knew about grief, especially losing a parent? Because I don't know. I feel like you and I are at the age where like we really shouldn't have lost a parent yet. Right. Like, <laughs> so is there something that you wish people knew? doesn't get easier yeah <laughs> you know things will like you'll think you're fine mm -hmm. like I had some really bad anxiety leading up to Christmas yeah and I was like okay then it kind of goes away and you're like okay what did I do for it to go away because then it comes up out of nowhere mm -hmm. and you're like wow why yeah 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 that's definitely something I wish too and like I feel like people around me don't always want to acknowledge it yeah 
maybe it probably makes them feel awkward. Right, right. Which I get. I totally right. get. I don't know how I would be if one of my good friends had lost a parent. Um, but it's also, like, sometimes I just want to yell, like, hey, I'm still hurting. Like, it would be yeah, nice if you right. acknowledged that. Well, sometimes you don't know, like, I feel like people don't know. And I don't think there's a good answer for this. So I don't even know if this is useful. But, like, I don't think people know how to ask because they don't want to upset you. Yes. Because if you're not thinking about it, they don't want to be the person they don't, yeah, to, put to it bring it up again. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't know, like, they don't want you to bring it all up again and make you feel bad, but right. they don't want to feel like they're not um, thinking about it. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's a really hard balance, I think. It is. We were told when we went through our grief group, like, people will never live up to the expectations you have of them. So, For like, sure. just don't put that. Right. <laughs> put that on people. Like, don't expect that people are going to be... Asking all the time or around you all the time. So that's something that I have to remember, too. And I um, think just even finding other people yeah. that have gone through it, even though it's different. Yes. Um, I just had a friend who lost her mom. And I'm like, I get it. There's nothing I can say still. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, like, and nothing against my husband, but, like, he hasn't experienced that. So, like, me even telling him, I don't know. And he doesn't have anxiety either. So, right. like, I don't think he knows what it's like. So not that I don't want to tell him, I mean, I'm not hiding anything yeah. from him, but I don't know that he would get it. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way, but like, it's just nice to know other people, but then also knowing that other people grieve differently. Like my sister's yes. grieving differently. My dad's grieving yeah. differently. Different people have different like barriers they yeah. can put up. And for me, part of it too is being open about it. Whereas people might be like, why well, you put your business out there? Yeah. Cause I've had that comment yep. too. Um, and sometimes I don't know, like, is my dad okay with me saying this? Right. Um, but else? Yeah. I'll, um, I do the same thing. (laughs) I'm pretty open about, like, my grief on social media. And I don't do it for people to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that you're feeling like that. I do it because I'm like, maybe there's somebody else out there who's feeling like this who needs to know that, like, hey, I'm feeling this way right now and it's normal. I'm pretty normal in quotes because everybody's normal is different. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that you said you and your sister and your dad are are all grieving differently because that's another thing they told us is that even if you lose the same person in your family, everybody's going to react differently. And I think that's something, even though our personalities are all very different in my family, I don't think I was quite expecting that, like the vast difference in in grief amongst us. So that's been an interesting lesson. And same with my husband. He also hasn't lost a parent. Um, and he also doesn't have anxiety. <laughs> However, I will say he and I started dating like when my dad was diagnosed. Yeah. So he's been through, I mean, I know your husband was there right. too, but like from the start, right. from when we, we literally started dating, my dad was diagnosed two days later. And I think wow. I said to him, like, you can run now. Right. <laughs> like, right. Cause you didn't sign up for this. Right. Um, so he has been through every up and down right. of that whole journey. But there are times where I'm sitting here and I all of a sudden come like, overcome with either anxiety or sadness and he'll be like what's wrong I'm like what do you mean what's wrong (laughs) because I can't explain really how I'm feeling so I 100% get that but I do have to say too that even though my husband doesn't get it I mean relative right Right. to to what actually you actually feel he was always like go do what you gotta do you know what I mean like so when my mom was sick weekends I was gone Mm -hmm. or you know doing he held down the fort at home you know like whereas I know some people are like I'll leave my husband with the kids like he's I, that wasn't a worry to me, thankfully, that I didn't have to worry about, like, him taking care of the kids and doing things like that so I could go or if I had to be yeah. here and do this. So, thankfully, that was not a concern of mine, too, because I yeah. know some people do have to worry about the logistics of right. all of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, he was so supportive. I felt the same way about Tom. I still go to my mom's house every Sunday, and he just uh, knows that, like, that's what I do, and yeah. he doesn't argue. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, I put on Instagram that I was interviewing you, and I kind of put the different topics you're going to go over and both questions that I got, well, all three questions that I got for you were related to grief. Uh-huh. So, um, somebody wanted to know, were you put in charge of anything after your mom passed? And did you know beforehand that you would be? So like anything that you kind of all of a sudden had to take care of? So not, no. Um, and it actually, when you mentioned that, I was like, I don't think so. Um, although before, you know, like, so when my mom was towards the end, um, and she was doing immunotherapy. It was mm-hmm. working really well for a while. And then she got another testing. It wasn't working. It was spreading. And the next steps would have been like really, really harsh. Her body couldn't handle it okay. or let it go. Yeah. Um, so at that point, my dad found out that she had about three months, hmm. um, to live. So some things were kind of taken care of beforehand, like her 
her, I don't say funeral arrangements, but like she wanted to be cremated. So we took care of all of that beforehand. Okay. So a lot of that stuff was taken care of. And we went with my dad and we did that with him to kind of, you know, do some things. But really, I think that kind of, you know, like, there's that balance between wanting to know and then not wanting to know. Yeah. Like you hear about the parents who lose a parent or people who lose a parent um, and it's sudden. Mm -hmm. And then you have the people who it's long and drawn out and... You know, like at the end, we were praying that she would just go because she was, you know what I mean? Like that thing. So yeah. I think that that kind of helped with not having all those things afterwards. Um, but I wasn't really put in charge of anything, although I I won't forget. My mom's saying, make sure your dad's okay. Yeah. So that was actually years ago. Um, like, gosh, if I ever go you know, then make sure your dad's mm -hmm. okay. My parents don't have, um, a lot of friends, okay. you know, so they were very much, I don't say homebodies in a bad way, but you know, they had their work friends yeah. and, you know, things like that, but it wasn't ever like a bunch of, you know, community people right. around them. They had their neighbors, loosely neighbors, yeah, yeah. but, um, so just making sure that he was okay. Mm -hmm. He works a lot. Yeah, he still works, right? No. I don't know. He, his work was like his social, like he's in customer service. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, he's, he was around. He's people. good yeah. all the time. Yeah. So I think that helped him take his mind off of things. And I mean, he's at retirement age, but he actually went back um, to work. Uh, past in October, he went back in the new year. Mm -hmm. Three weeks in, his sister, my aunt, suddenly passed. Okay. So she was actually up north taking care of my grandpa. Um, just because he's in his nineties living at home. Right. Um, and she moved up there after my grandma passed away. Um, also while I was pregnant, I lost both grandmas when I was pregnant. Um, and she was up there taking care of him. So my dad quit his job. To okay. Move north. So okay. So he's, up he's north. now working. He's yeah. up there taking care of my grandpa. Um, but my grandpa is very active. Like he plays Euchre. He plays, mm -hmm. so I think that that's still a good, um, outlet for him you yeah. know like he's not just at home well and living up north is just such a different pace of life too it's not like go 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 I mean yes your grandpa's probably busy but at least yeah. it's like a little bit more serene maybe that's helpful too like yeah but my dad hasn't been able to like live his life yeah since I guess because he um, immediately had to go because he literally yeah. yeah he's up there and not only dealing with my mom his wife mm -hmm. and now his sister right and knowing that he'll be up north until my grandpa passes yeah. so yeah I think it's kind of like a you know, like, he comes up every so often to kind of take care of the house and whatever, but I think part of him kind of wants a break. Yeah. Yeah. That poor guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't know he was living up north now. That So you probably don't see him as much as you would like to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not as much. But at least I know that he's with... And I think part of it was good, though, because when he mentioned, like, my grandpa said, well, I can come down and live it here, mm -hmm. but it's, like you said, faster pace down here. My grandpa has a social circle up north, right. you know, and my dad's like, I'm going to take that away. He's in his nineties. Yeah. You know, like, how do you take that away right. from someone who's had that right. life for so long? Um, but I think that my dad also wasn't able to get up north mm -hmm. a lot when my mom was sick right? because of all the things, you know, yeah. like transporting all the things up north to visit for the day or right. whatever. It's only about a two hour drive up there, but he just couldn't do it. So I think yeah. part of it was... Now he can spend some good quality time with his dad that right. he wasn't able to see for a couple of years because right. of everything that was going on. So it's kind of that, that balance There's of good him, and bad. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, another question that we got for you is, do you feel resentment toward people who haven't lost a parent <laughs> and do you want them to STFU <laughs> when they complain about their parent? <laughs> you know, I don't hear a lot of people complaining about their parents. I think what's hardest is when you hear about the holidays. Yes, I agree. Um, in complaining, I say loosely, about having to go to this parent's yeah. house and having to go to this yep. parent's house and having to go here, and it's like... Yeah. No, my mom struggles when people complain about their husbands at work. Yeah. Like, my husband did this, and it's like something so stupid. And she's like, I wish my husband was here to do something Please. stupid. Right, right. <laughs> and I think that just because, you know, we have a small family, so Holly's were at our house. We had the kids, yeah. you know, so Christmas is at our house, yeah. so... When people are like, oh my gosh, I have to go here for Christmas Eve and I have to go here on Christmas. I have to do this and I have to juggle all this. And it's like, I sit in my house by myself. Yeah. I mean, right. again, relative. Um, but like, 
or Thanksgiving. That was my mom and I. We made dinner. Yeah. So, like, sitting there and, like, whew. Yeah, I think the holidays are really hard. When I was kind of getting, wrapping up at work, getting ready to take off for the holidays, everybody, again, like what you just said, was talking about all their plans. And I was like, yeah, we're really not doing much this year. We're keeping it kind of quiet. And then people felt awkward because they, like, knew why we were keeping it quiet but didn't want to say anything. But, yeah, I, I agree. The holidays, I think, are the hardest when people are kind of in that hustle and bustle and don't realize what they have, I right. think. That, right. that's and I think hard. maybe just to have a small family in general, like at least last year, my dad still came over. It was still hard. Yeah. But my dad still came over, kind right. of what him and my mom did. But now he's up north. Yeah. So literally Christmas Eve, like, so trying to figure out, like, what does that new tradition look like? How is this going to work? It, right. You know what I mean? It's just a different feel, which, like, okay, I'm all about starting a new tradition, but it's hard that... It's hard to let that go, too. I mean, that's, like, a different grief in itself is letting go of, like, what you always used to do. Right. Because you just fall into it. Or then now feeling obligated to fill that time with something. Right. Um, Or have something for the kids. Yeah. Because we used to do this, and now we don't. And now, my gosh, they're not going to have, you know, the big old family or them going to school and hearing about, oh, they're big, this and this. And, like, Mm -hmm. sunsets. Like, right when she was at the very end going to work because I leave so early. Mm -hmm. Sunrises were always, like huge like I'm like I don't remember all these really pretty sunrises yeah. and all these I actually had on my um um you know the Facebook shows in yeah. memory Memories, like the yeah. year before the morning that she passed a really big sun sunrise. Okay. So I was like, oh you didn't know but right. like I just woke up saying, Oh that's pretty sunrise, yeah. you know. Um and then right after she passed like these beautiful sunsets. So the kids Mommy, look at the sunset. Yeah, so like they're kind of into that now right. too. That's so amazing. Yeah. And then they watched Sid when we make cookies because we always, for Santa, mm-hmm. always made it with my mom. Um, and we always showed because the kids wanted to make the cookies, but then they ran away. So it was always my mom and I really making them, and the kids would come back and decorate them. Um, so the first year, they asked if Santa, because he flies in the sky, yeah. if he could take cookies. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So. We so like. they do ask. I mean, they, yeah. yeah. And I think that they will continue. I think showing them pictures will probably right. be helpful yeah. so that they can kind of keep that. Memory. And they even remember, they're like, Mommy, remember that one time since my mom dropped them off at my school? Mm-hmm. One time I must have came out of the school late and they had, she had one of them in the seat with her, like, pretending to drive. The car was parked yeah. and yeah. off and all that stuff. <laughs> right. But, like, pretending to drive. Yeah. And they're like, Mommy, remember that time we were in Granny's car and we were driving? And I'm like, What? They're like, yeah. When we're sitting at her, I'm like, yeah. Oh. So, like, they remember these random things or, like right. I was saying earlier, they I was vacuuming last week, and Ellis came up. He's like, Mommy, and he's holding this toy he hasn't played with in a while. Mm-hmm. He's like, Cranny gave me this toy. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Like, A, how do you remember that? And right. B, what's, why like, is what that? made you do this Right, now? and then yeah. he walked out, and I kept, like, yeah. he was just kind of a weird. The another thing you could think about doing, we did this, is um, <clears throat> my sister-in-law made pillows out of my dad's shirts. So I'm wondering yeah. if there's something you could do with her clothes for the boys, too. Like, yeah. we made little teddy bears for the kids. Yeah. So I wonder yeah. if there's something you could do we with We do have a teddy bear um, with, like, her pajamas or mm-hmm. something. I think my dad had that. I think my sister might have it now since he's up north. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. I actually have a couple of her shirts. Um, she lost a dramatic amount of weight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I do have a few of her shirts that I just mm-hmm. have, but that would, that's a good idea. Yeah. Can we just give a shout out to Dr. Zekman, by the way? Heck yeah. <laughs> Not that he will ever listen to this, oh but he was uh, my Amazing. dad's oncologist and Kristen's mom oncologist. It's funny that we even I know. figured that out. I know. I was like, oh it's my gosh, Dr. Bizarre. Zekman, he's like, yeah. and my mom loved him. I, I know. Like, just... Oh my God, my dad, I think, was actually in love with him. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, no, he is amazing. He's such a good oncologist. I can't so. even imagine that job in general. I but know. Like the, I know. Just yeah. every day doing that. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so we're getting kind of towards the end. There are a few questions that I want to ask everybody that comes on. So um, the first is, what kind of resources have you found helpful? And this can be sort of related to anything that we talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if there's just in general, I know you said like the mindfulness helps you, which I think is good to remind people of, but what other resources do you feel like have helped you? Oh, like books and podcasts. So I, you know, back in the day when people were like, Oh, you should read this, you know, personal development. Mm -hmm. I was like, self care. Okay. You know, like you have the hype of like learning how to be better. And I always took it as like, what, something wrong with me? Like, that was just always kind of a, you know, self-help, yeah. like, bad, negative um, thought about it. But I think just, like, listening to, like, empowerment books mm-hmm. or, um, like, books 
that kind of like help you. Um, and I listen to a lot of audiobooks because in the drive. Yeah. And to be honest, it helps after a stressful day at work um, so that you can come home and not take everything out on your kids that they didn't do during mm-hmm. the day, but you come home tired from work and exhausted or whatever. But also just um, that personal development piece, like knowing that you're not alone in this whole like mom thing. And I think back in the day, personal development was a little bit different, but now there's so many like working mom empowerment books and like, you know, like just like worthiness and yeah, like, like reassuring messages. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we just need to hear that. Um, there's also like, podcast just in general mm-hmm. with like anxiety and learning that like you aren't alone mm-hmm. in this either like when you're face tingles you're not having a stroke and you know I mean not saying that people should dismiss no that, I know but you know like <laughs> yeah things that like yeah. you think you're the only one feeling that and right. like hearing other people talk about it you're like okay I can breathe again not because I like this but because I know I'm not alone in right it. and I think that's what's most reassuring about like listening to those mm-hmm. those podcasts or the audiobooks or and honestly, just like vegging out with a girl book, you yeah. know, like sometimes, sometimes you just need something that's not going to like fry your brain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or Headspace is a, the a guided meditation app. Okay. Um, that I, or Calm is another one. Um, there's a great five minute one and I would at night, people are like, oh, just try it out. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I would never make it through the five minutes mm-hmm. I'd be sleeping. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'd wake up the next morning, like, it did work. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like, when you, it's dark. Like, everything is fine. Not really. During the day. But then you go to bed and things are dark. Oh, your brain is just... Yeah. Right. So yeah. that was really helpful for, like, shutting it off. And journaling. Mm-hmm. Also, um, like, really figuring you out, You have like, a journal. Sorry to cut you off. You have a journal where you, like, bullet or you write what you're thankful for every morning. I know you post... So I do now. But back in the day, well when I was kind of going through this more, I would just write down anything on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I would do is I would physically cross off or, or like write down the things that were stressing me out, okay. which usually was what was on my mind. Right. Yeah. Um, and I would physically cross off the things I have no control over. Oh, and I like something that. about that was just like cross, like, is that physical? Like I can't control this. Like, don't think about it. I mean, not yeah. don't think about it, but like try not to, I don't, yes. I don't, I don't know how to explain no, it, but just, I love that idea. Like I can't control. And then you're looking at the things that you can control. Like mm-hmm. I have a busy day at work. Okay. Well, like prioritizing things. So like, then you could work off of the things you do have control over because yeah. so much of our anxiety are things we can't control, yes. especially when you're stressed out. Like I want to control my mom not having cancer. I want to control my dad not Having to, like, quit his job to take care of her and, like, the money. She was on oxygen. I had to get a hotel, but my dad was, like, so, like, all the things that you don't have control over, but, like, what can I do to help? So, like, it really kind of helps center what you can't control over to what you can. Mm -hmm. And then, like, working on that, that just kind of helped relieve a little bit. Yeah. No, I love that. But now I do do the the different kind of journal. It's a five-minute journal on... Amazon, but it's a, you wake up in the morning and you do like a little, it's a five minutes. Is it called the five minute journal? It is called the five minute journal. Yeah. Um, and you write down three things you're grateful for. Okay. Um, three things and you don't have to get the journal, but you can always do it on your own. And then three things that would make today amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then an I am statement. So sometimes my am statement is I am capable of finding balance in today. You know, balance is a whole different topic, but like the mom and the kids and my job and the coaching and breathing Mm -hmm. and my husband and you know like all those things so um and at the end of the day you reflect on three things that went amazing in Mm -hmm. the day and then one thing that could be better so like yeah you're acknowledging that something maybe not right go well but then you're also looking at the three things that did go well and it's it's nice because we focus so many times on the negative or Mm -hmm. whole day suck or was it five minutes that you milked for the whole day yeah you know what I mean um so just kind of putting that in perspective too that like Good. And it could be something basic as your kid telling a corny joke, right. you know, like, yeah. but something that can like make you sit back and think that something, something was good, good happened. today. Yeah. yeah no, I like day. that a lot. I think one of the things I'm going to do is list the resources that people give. So oh, yeah. I think I'm going to list the five minute journal, Headspace, the Calm app. And then in general, you've just found like self-help books and yeah. podcasts yeah. and things. Okay. I really like Girl, Wash Your Face. Girl Rachel Hollis. Her okay. podcast is pretty awesome. I've heard that. She's, she's It's been hilarious. recommended to me yeah. a couple times. Yeah. So one of the things that my dad always said to my siblings and I when we were fighting is, <laughs> is build each other up, don't tear each other down. Mm-hmm. And so I've decided that a little part of this podcast is going to be where the guests 
best uh, build somebody up in their life. So it can either be a group of people. It can be somebody who you know is struggling. It can be like a celebrity or public figure that has inspired you. So who do you want to build up? I want to build up other working moms. I know that mom guilt is real. <laughs> you always wonder if you're doing enough for your kids, if you're showing up enough. Um, but to also build them up to know that they are making an impact in their family mm -hmm. and also showing their kids that you can have outside talents, right? You know, mm -hmm. like we balance it. Like, should we be there for our kids a hundred percent or if we work outside the home and you know, all that stuff to also remind those working moms to make sure they're taking time for themselves too. Because when you have that mom guilt of I'm working and maybe moms don't, but I know I do sometimes because my husband's the one that does everything in the morning. He's mm -hmm. oftentimes the one that picks them up and time is limited, you yeah. know? So you feel like you have to do all the things that you also make yourself a priority, mm -hmm. that you also make, you know, your family a priority and that what you're doing with your kids is enough. And that even if you want a girl's night out, you should, mm -hmm. if, if you want a date night. So I guess for working moms to like know that they're doing enough, yeah, but I to also that. make time for themselves every day too. Even I love if that. It's five minutes in the bathroom, right, with the door locked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, hiding in the shower, like <laughs> anything, whatever it is. Sitting in your car or in the driway for a minute. And that's what I do. You know, like yeah. I always say, my husband brings the kids home, but I literally will sit in my car sometimes and just sit there because I was yeah. like, you know what, it's been a long day. And that's also like listening to an, a podcast yeah. or audiobook on the way home. Sometimes that's my me time or mm -hmm. my workout in the morning. So you're going like, yeah. that's exhausting, but that's my, me that's time for me yeah. to like set myself up so I can like handle yeah. all the things. My friend know? Carrie put on Facebook a few weeks ago. I just want to let everybody know that I'm in Target by myself and it's the best day of my life. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> like, like just walking those aisles by yeah. herself was yeah. her like self care yeah. for the day. She has two little boys. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's no shame in that. No. You know what I mean? Like yeah. every day is going to look different. Every day self care is different, yeah. but like. Self-care every day, something. Yes. Self-care yeah. every day. Hey, that's what we're going to call this day. episode. Yep. I love every that. Day. So I feel like what we've learned from Kristen today <laughs> is don't Google things. Don't Google things, yep. Cross off what is not, what you can't control. I really like that. Take time for yourself. Prioritize yourself. And uh, self-care every day. I feel like that kind of yep. sums up yep. um, what we've talked about today. So I want to thank you for being brave enough to be the first person to, <laughs> to let thank me you. interview you. I really appreciate it. Sorry um, for my babbling. Oh, no. I think, <laughs> I think this is full of great information and people are going to love it. So I'm really excited. Um, I want to give you a chance to kind of plug your Instagram because you do a lot of your like coaching, I think, yeah. through those videos and, and that. So what is your Instagram yeah. name? My Instagram is fitmamatotwins. Okay. M-A-M-A -A for mama. <laughs> yes. And I do also have um, a private community on Facebook um, called Empower Together. If other moms just want a tribe of other people, um, and there are non-moms in there too, mm -hmm. but just for any wellness, you know, nutrition, fitness, it can be runners, crossfitters, gym goers, people who just want help with recipes, nutrition, just a, right. a tribe. It's a wellness tribe um, that they can always um, jump into without any any pressure. Okay. And they can just go on Facebook and search empower together and they'll find yes. it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. They probably will get a message because I also don't, <laughs> I say I want to keep the creepers out. So yeah. if they have heard this and they are interested, they might just want to shoot me a message okay. too. So that, um, I know, okay. you know, do you have they... a Facebook page? Fit Mama to Fit Mama. I do have okay. a Facebook Fit Mama to okay. page too. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. And then for everybody listening, you can, if you have more follow-up qu questions for Kristen, you can send them to me. Um, the email address is shinealightpod at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram and Facebook at shinealightpodcast. So um, feel free to, again, follow up with qu questions for Kristen or if there are topics that you want to hear about on this show, send those my way. Um, and I think that's it. So thank you, Kristen, for thank you. joining.